Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Good morning, folks. Here's how markets are looking like right now. We've got green on the screen overnight, and that sees the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 0.4%, closing at 33,052. The S&P 500 was up 0.7% to 4,193, so inching closer to the 4,200 mark. And the Nasdaq Composite added 0.5% to close at 12,851. So let's unpack the latest moves on Wall Street with David Dietz. He is the managing principal and senior investment strategist at PPAC Private Wealth Management. David, thanks for joining us on the show today. Good morning. Welcome to be with you. Yeah, great to have you on. David, let's talk about your look at how markets have been playing out so far. We are seeing some optimism, but it does look like earnings have been a bit mixed so far. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the market's basically just finished three down months in a row, which we haven't seen since the pandemic era uh, almost 30 months ago in 2020. You know, and the market averages are firmly in uh, correction mode here. You know, and the question, of course, is where do we go from here? Will we see some sort of a Santa rally? We're going to have more news on one of the key issues affecting the markets when the Federal Reserve announces its uh, rate decision following its uh, two-day meeting um, t- uh, tomorrow. Uh, and, of course, uh, we're expecting no move, but the question is any kind of an accompanying statement there. Uh, what will they say? Will they have a hawkish twist to it suggesting more rate hikes ahead or a little bit more dovish there? And that's going to have big impacts on interest rates, and that's going to have big impacts on market sentiment. Yeah, what expectations going into the final two meetings of this year? How hawkish do you expect the Fed to be with the latest um, better than expected indicators around the U.S. economy? So the expectations for tomorrow is almost no chance mm. of a rate hike. And in December is your last meeting of this year. is about a one in four chance. So unlikely, according to federal fund futures. I think that the Federal Reserve is going to be look at the fact that inflation has been coming down. That's the whole point of all their rate hikes, to get inflation back to that 2% target. And of course, we did see on Friday um, some metrics that suggested that inflation had cooled uh, significantly, and that seems to be uh, the trend. You know, on the other hand, of course, the economy still is doing fairly well. We just saw GDP at 4.9% for Q3. That's way above the normal growth rate for this country, which suggests that uh, the economic engines are still going strong. That means demand. That could mean higher prices. We still have a three-handle on unemployment, and with jobs still uh, with with jobs still plentiful and so forth, and people employed, uh, that's going to keep moving prices up as well. So they're looking at all things. On balance, they're going to want to uh, be a little hawkish so that they still have the option to come in with another rate hike, even though that's not the most likely uh, turn of events. Yeah, David, talk about prices um, in the earnings commentary so far this week and beyond. We've been hearing from the folks like McDonald's. They've been hiking prices and enjoying better earnings to some extent. Uh, what's your take on where earnings are going from here and how are consumers feeling about higher prices? 
Yeah, absolutely. So basically, Q3 earnings have come in, uh, I think, significantly better than analysts expected. Oh, at the start of the earnings season, we thought that uh, earnings might actually come in slightly down year over year. And now it looks like they're going to be coming in around 4.5% up year over year. If you strip out the energy companies, you're getting closer to 10% year over year. So the actual earnings have been pretty good. And indeed, uh, close to 70% of the S&P 500 companies have reported so far have beaten analysts' expectations. Of course, there's normally uh, about a two-thirds beat. Um, the problem really has been the outlook. Um, the companies are looking at these higher interest rates. They're looking at the threat of recession. They're looking at a Fed that's so uncertain that they can't make a forecast either. And so it's hard for them to come out and say it's blue skies ahead. And I think that is what is causing some of these sell-offs after uh, companies report fairly good earnings. Remember, earnings are always in the rearview mirror. The outlook is what you buy stocks for, and that's muted uh, coming forward. Yeah, there is that thinking as well that the Fed has done so much in terms of hiking rates, but the, um, I guess the effect that could play out in markets has not been felt yet. So this is something I guess investors could be watching out for. When you look at the environment right now, the high rates environment, how is this going to affect what investors will be doing next year? What would be the playbook for next year in terms of where to put your money? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, you're, you're, you're right on that these, these rate hikes have a long and variable lag. So we just don't know whether the effect of the past rate hikes, how severe the effect is going to be. For example, uh, the mortgage rates for people to buy a home here, close to 8%. We haven't seen anything like that for over 20 years. And what does that mean for the value of consumers' largest asset? And if those house home prices start to go down, um, what's that going to do to consumer spending and consumer sentiment? Not positive. Having said that, the positives are we think that as inflation comes down, interest rates come down, the Fed gets less hawkish. That's a positive tailwind. Analysts are also expecting earnings to be up 12% next year versus this year. Of course, this year was a muted year uh, because of the higher interest rates and the inflationary environment. Um, So that would be a, a tailwind, too. And remember, of course, this is not been for the general market a good year. If you strip out the Magnificent Seven, mm-hmm. most stocks have done nothing this year. There's been no new highs in the market now for about 30 months. Historically, when markets haven't seen new highs in a year, they're up 14% the next year. When they have seen a lot of highs, they're only up 6%. So we're setting up perhaps for a better year next year. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I hope we do, but there is a long list of things to worry about. Uh, we've not touched on geopolitics yet. Absolutely. So, I mean, we've got two wars going on, the war in Ukraine, of course, the war in Israel. And there's a potential for a third year, a third war. I mean, there's a possibility that China takes advantage of our of uh, the focus on Ukraine and Israel and starts to get aggressive vis-a-vis Taiwan. Um, So, however, you know, the average American here isn't rethinking what they're going to be doing this weekend in terms of going out for dinner or enjoying a movie or anything like that by what's going on in the Ukraine and Israel. That's the reality. Furthermore, of course, the wartime economy tends to be a strong economy. This country's spending uh, billions in terms of building up more munitions. You'll see that the defense companies are doing extremely well. 
and we haven't really seen, despite the dire predictions, we really haven't seen energy prices move back up towards that $100 level. So right now, the the wars over the geopolitical stresses haven't done anything. Here's your wild card, however. Mm. If all of a sudden Iran gets involved, we th- toss an embargo on terms of oil on Iran, China's not happy, and ultimately it's the Straits of Hormuz, where 30% of the world's oil moves through every day. If those were to get closed off, all bets are off, and this is a different market. Yeah, David, talk about energy. Let's walk through some of the investment picks. One of them is ExxonMobil. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, ExxonMobil um, is uh, one of your largest energy companies in the world. Uh, it's uh, integrated upstream, midstream, uh, refining, plus chemicals, worldwide, and so forth. And, of course, they have recovered substantially after uh, the, the pandemic downturn and so forth. They have just made a big acquisition here of Pioneer Natural Resources, we like that a lot for a couple of reasons. One, of course, buying Pioneer at a price much lower than their own valuation, so we think it's going to be immediately accretive. Second, they're getting some great acreage in the Permian. Third, it uh, validates uh, other people's views that uh, Exxon is uh, doing well, that their business is under control. It also underscores their view that the reign of fossil fuels is not going to end anytime soon. They wouldn't have put $60 billion on the line here, which is their largest acquisition since buying mobile uh, in the last century. They are a dividend aristocrat. Mm. We love dividends, but this is a company that's increased the dividends every year for over 25 years in a row. All right, ExxonMobil, one to watch in the coming quarters. We've been chatting with David Dietz. He's the managing principal and senior investment strategist at PPAC Private Wealth Management. David, it's been great having you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, David, we'll catch up with you again. Well, in the meantime, stay Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to the full interview, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.